You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. While you were skipping stones, building forts and flying kites, I was missing school and on my Saturday nights. Other kids were climbing trees and rolling down hills. I was singing songs to pay my family's bills. Little me. My guest today made her Broadway debut in The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Her other Broadway credits include the 2002 Broadway revival of Into the Woods, followed by the 2003 Broadway revival of Gypsy, where she played Dainty June opposite Bernadette Peters. She was the star of the jukebox musical Good Vibrations and played the role of Glinda in Wicked in both the Chicago and Broadway company. And most recently starred on Broadway in Something Rotten and Beautiful. And of course, she has taken the TV world by storm, starring as Miss Jen in the Disney Plus series, High School Musical, The Musical, The Series. Please welcome Kate Reinders. Hi, Hi. Kate. Hi. I'm like such a fan of yours. I'm so happy to chat with you. I saw you in all of those Broadway shows that (laughs) I mentioned. And so we're going to dig deep and go back and talk about your start on Broadway and sort of how it led you to this, you know, TV mega Disney stardom. Oh yeah. TV mega. You're right. Yes. No, but thank you. Thank you so much. Um, all right. So tell me what you were doing as a little kid that made your parents be like, Oh, this kid's got it. <laughs> well, I don't know if they knew that, but they were like, this kid's got to do something. Cause she just won't stop. So I, um, I sang in the children's choir at church. I took ballet. Um, I talked a lot, you know, I always got my name on the board, uh, like, you know, when like you get most talkative. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like in trouble, like you get your name on the board and then you get checks because in the corner. Every, yeah. In the corner. And then you can't go to do recess. But of course I, I'm like, it's winter in Michigan. I don't really care if I don't go outside. Um, no, but so, uh, at a certain point, my mom said, do you want to try this, this thing? It's a theater day camp for summer. It has singing and dancing and acting and mask making. And, uh, and it was the mask making that really gotcha. You know me, I'm like arts and crafts. Uh, no, but I did. Of course I love that. I mean, all of it. Um, so I did that. And then, um, the woman who was in charge of that, uh, helped me get into doing a show, doing gypsy at the, at the, um, Summerstock Theater, Cherry County. And were you baby June in that? I was not. We actually had Kristen Tassin, who was the baby June from Time Daily. Oh, don't worry. I know. I I do a podcast about child stars. Yes, we had Kristen Tassin and and it was starring Rita Moreno. And uh, just to drop a couple names, but no, but then then Judy Johnson of Muskegon Civic Theater, you know, theater day camp, she put me in as one of the kids. And the next year they did Annie and the producer of Cherry County Playhouse um, made me Annie. And then he did shows every summer for me to be in. He did oh Secret God, Garden and Wizard of Oz. And um, so you were like the star of the, the region. Ooh, you got to do an Annie Warbucks. I got to do Annie Warbucks. 
Um, Which we love it. Really good songs. It's actually a really good score and kind of a fun, campy show. Um, I was talking. I don't remember. I think I was talking to Luke, and I was like, "Changes" or something. And I was like, "Changes, changes, changes happening day." And I was like, "What is that song from?" But it is. <laughs> then I figured, but I, but I was like, "That is deep in there." It and is I just deep in there. So you're like a local child star, for you know, lack of a better term. Uh, I mean. But doesn't that imply that like people are fans? Well, it implies that like everyone knows that you have the thing. If you're the well, star know. every year yeah. in the I mean, local theater. I guess. Yes. But I mean, I don't know. I, I went to a really small Christian school. We didn't even have a theater program. So I really just did like all the community theater and the summer slack theater. I did all the theater I possibly could. And your high school theater is very like well-documented because you're <laughs> on this TV show, High School Musical, which we'll get to. But uh, in 10th grade, you're in Anything Goes, 11th, and you were Reno, which is, you know, normally yeah. what a 10th grader gets to do. Um, the Music Man, you were Marion in your 11th grade year. and your senior year, you were Maria in The Sound of Music. And yes. I'm sure every girl in your school just hated you. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think anybody else really wanted to do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. I, d- I don't. I mean, maybe they did hate me, but I don't think so. I think they were busy, like, having boyfriends. Okay. And you were and, like, like, I got to like, do this thing. You know, like, being in high school. And I was totally like, I'm still, like, not even five feet tall. And I have no hormones. And I I want to, yeah, I want to do musical theater. I don't care about boys, except for them being my best friends. Yeah. Got it. And you know who those boys became. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's good. They're very good. Very good to have in your life. Now, uh-huh. um, were those high school shows, were they, like, these informative experiences for you that you feel like? you think about a lot or is it just tell me um, what how that time lives in your brain oh it lives in a very very happy place um no i think I, yeah i learned different things from all of them but the the summer stock shows i just learned so much from well initially yeah coming from a tiny christian school the first time i was in a summer stock show i was like oh i came home and i said dad um so and so has a boyfriend but he's a, but he's a boy, but he has a boyfriend. And my dad was like, well, that's what this is. And da, da, da. And I was like, and Neil Rosen, who's the producer, who's like the man who gave, who the man who I would not be in theater at all, if it were not for him, uh, the man who gave me everything, he was Jew or he, he was Jewish. Right. So I was like, um, so this, this man is a homosexual and this man is a Jewish man. And, but I was like, but these are my favorite people I've ever met. Yeah. So my world did just like expand and blow. There is something about theater kids that get to experience so many people outside of who their family is, which is really the only thing kids know their, you know, and their friends. And so it's, it's just like an amazing window opening into the world. Yeah. It really was in Western Michigan. And it's not that my parents like locked those windows. It's just, you just didn't know those people. Yeah. You just don't meet them. But so, yes. So then I got to meet everybody and all sorts of different personalities and, um, you know, loud people and just Italians, loud people, like such as myself. I love it. And, um, yeah. And I was, it was like the world is so much bigger and I want to be a part of it. So, um, so words there like a sense like oh I'll go to college for musical theater what do you think you do after these you know sort of three years of starring in the school show and doing summer stock what was going to be your plan how do we get from your small town to Tom Sawyer yeah no I know um it wasn't a great plan honestly um I 
Well, and everybody kept telling me my whole childhood, right? If you can do anything else, you should do something else. Don't just do this. Everybody's favorite thing to say. No, everybody's favorite thing to say. And, um, but so, uh, we had a couple, you know, we'd have like young people in the shows and there were a couple of kids from university of Michigan who were there, uh, when I was in high school and they said, you should audition for university of Michigan. So I did. And I got in there. And, um, and I was sort of like, I don't know, they say, if you can do something else, you should do it, but I don't know what that other thing would be. So I'm going to go to university of Michigan because I love this so much. Um, but then I went and I wasn't sure I fit in. So, and everybody kept saying, you're, oh my gosh, you're so Kristen Chenoweth. And I was like, I don't really know who that is because it was like pre, I mean, it was like email was starting, but it was So I was like, I mean, I haven't seen, I I'd been to like a couple Broadway shows, right. I, I lived in Michigan. Um, so I was like, I don't know what that means. And they all were like singing to the cast albums and they just all seemed so much more confident and gung ho. And, and I, and, but then also Neil Rosen, the producer of Cherry County, he passed away. Oh, Neil Rosen. You changed your whole life. Yeah, I know. And then he passed away my freshman that fall. And I think I totally was like, Ooh, I don't know if I can do it without him. And so, yeah, see, (laughs) (laughs) no, it's amazing. These people come into your life and they literally change it and it's, and they don't even know it. It's, it's quite spectacular. These, well, I think he knew, I think he, I hope he knew, but um, no, but so then I actually was like, you know what, I'm going to take a leave of absence and I'm just going to go uh, I'm going to go to New York and I stayed with one of my mom's college friends at first, which was amazing. And then I sublet my daddy Warbucks's apartment. My daddy Warbucks from Annie, Annie. Um, on the Upper West Side. And he had also introduced me to his agent. So then, so I was like, I'm going to New York because I don't even know if I like New York. And I don't think I, I'm not like, I think I could probably do something else. So I'm just going to go see. And then if not, you know, I'll come back to college for something else. And and then I auditioned for, um, for Babes in Arms, did not get, um, and then I auditioned for the Sound of Music tour, which I got. Okay. So then I said, okay, I'm going to go back to college for like the spring term before the tour starts. And then I, I'll go back to college for the summer term after the tour, the tours, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, but during the course of the tour, I realized, oh no, this is what I want to do. This is what I have to do. This is the best thing ever. I love all these people. I love this world. That's what I want to do. And when I was in Michigan doing that summer term after the tour, I auditioned, I flew into New York and I auditioned for the adventures of Tom Sawyer. And then we, and, and then we book it. our first Broadway show. Who was the star of that Sound of Music tour? Was that like the Chamberlain. Oh, oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. How thrilling. It was like the revival. It was the revival with um, Rebecca Luker. Rebecca Luker tour, the revival. Of that yeah, it was the of revival that. of that was, version. Yes, of the tour, tour yeah. of that revival. Yes, thank um, you. How cool. Um, were your parents like, okay, she can do this? Did that, was that, <laughs> was that like a level of confidence to book a big Broadway national tour with the Thornbird star? Oh, I know the Thornbirds. Uh, my mom was very excited about that. Of course. Uh, you know what? I think sometimes I think they're still not sure. Right. 
So, uh, so that is, but I think that's the role of being a parent. I mean, I guess I'm looking forward to that. Just like, are you sure? Are I mean, you sure my this mom, is the right thing? My mom is like, you can still go back to college. I mean, they both still say that to me. And I'm okay, like, oh, you're on a TV uh, show. I no, do no, the fourth but, season of a TV show. No, but sometimes I'm like, yes. you're right. You're right. Um, no, actually when I left, I was very surprised because I thought my mom would say, go for it. And my dad would say, no, no, no. But it was the opposite. But then looking back, I think it's because my dad thought I would change my mind and go back. And my mom, of course, was like, I don't want my teenage daughter moving to New York City, which I can't believe. I was just like, sure. Yeah, I'm going to do it. What? Oh, my God. I know that is terrifying. It's so wild. So your first probably show, you're 20, right? For Adventures of Tom Sawyer, Mm -hmm. um, which was... uh, We'll, we'll call it a disaster, 34 yeah. performances. But it was, I remember seeing it and being like, oh, this is like gorgeous. It was like this huge Broadway musical at the Minskoff Theater. Did you think like, we're going to run forever? What was that uh, experience? I know you were swinging and kind of standing I by for just, Kristen Bell and who was not Kristen Bell yet. Yes. I was happy to be there, honestly. Yeah. I and, and originally I was hired to be in the ensemble and cover her. And then between the workshop and Broadway, they were like, oh, we have to like cut some ensemble people. So, but we're going to move you off stage. And I was just like, still happy to be here. Happy to be here. And then, um, and then I had my first boyfriend in that show who was playing in Jinjo. So okay. politically incorrect. But it and, sounds so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And no, but I mean, I really didn't know. I, I was just, I mean, I was, I was stars in my eyes of the level of, of everyone's talent. Right. And, and I didn't know anything. I just, I knew enough that things kept changing and changing and changing to know that they weren't confident about it. And I knew enough that like, there was all this awesome choreography that we did in the auditions and out of town. But then when we got to the Minskoff, we had this huge, amazing set. But the set was, if you remember, it was I like, remember it was like a huge tree or wooden, something. Yes, it was like a wooden set, but it yeah. like had a big slope. And then like the thing that became the cave. And so it was like a big slide. And yeah, it was cool. The kids were like slide. But there was no room to dance. Like It just didn't. <laughs> I think it was one of those things where it was maybe just. It's like nobody was talking to each other. Yeah. Or yeah. who knows? Because it wasn't like for a lack of talent or something. Did you ever get to actually go on? I went on in New Haven for everybody but Kristen. Okay. And like for all the um the ensemble girls. And it and was on, like and on Broadway, you never got to do it? Nope. That's wild. Was that like quite devastating to for that show to close and be like, oh, I never really got to do this? Or did you already know you were going right over to Into the Woods? Oh, no, no. I didn't know. I didn't know. Um, I think I was still just happy to, I was just still and, um, and I think, and I was also like a little sad that my boyfriend was going to move back to Canada. So it was like sad about lots of things. Now, I sometimes think having an experience like that out of the gate is such a gift for an actor because you start to learn that like nothing's really guaranteed. And for you to start your career in a show like a spring awakening for lack of a better term where it's like a huge hit and everyone's obsessed with it. And then your next show's a big flopola. That's like a, that's a much harder road to hoe. But I feel like if your first Broadway show, it doesn't go exactly as planned. It's a good setup. Oh, listen, I'm pretty sure that um, most things in life, if you approach them with low to no expectations is probably the better way to go. Okay, great. So your next Broadway <laughs> show is into the woods and it's not that long from from Tom Sawyer that you booked that. And that must've felt 
like, all right, this is a Sondheim musical revival. This is going to run a little bit. And I have to understudy Cinderella, Little Red, Milky White, Rapunzel. It's kind of a daunting experience. What do you remember from that sort of time? Uh, well, actually, um, yeah, I remember... Uh, I remember, well, I remember like starting to understand my strengths and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, they should get me because I can sing like that and I can sing and I can learn all those different parts and all like the mathematics of swinging. I was like, okay. And, and I did think, okay, so maybe that's where I'm going to fit in. Maybe that's going to be the thing I do. Um, but actually I, when we started, Jen Malenke and I were supposed to be Snow White and Cinderella or Snow oh, White and, yes. and uh, Rapunzel. Yeah. Right. And so then we went and, uh, and then in the meantime, I was also, I was the first Milky White actually, but, um, but I remember like going to Brooklyn when they did this like full lycra, like unitard and they covered it in Vaseline. And then oh. they did this paper mache model of my body with me, like on my, like on my hands and I'm, knees or like bending over, yeah. but even those, and they were puppeteers, but they even said, they were like, what are you doing? No, no, it shouldn't be you. This should be like a male gymnast. Like this isn't <laughs> going to work on your little body, but I was like, no, it's fine. I'm doing it. I'm I can do it. it. I can do it. So then, um, but then we went to the Amundsen in LA for out of town and they were like, oh, you know, we're not going to do Snow White and Sleeping Beauty. We're going to bring them back for Broadway. And even I then was like, no, they won't. Like, I just knew. <laughs> and um, and then, but then I was like, I can't turn my head. I can't, like, make fists with my hands. And actually, Laura Benanti was like, honey, like, I don't know if you should, like, I think you should maybe not, like, injure your body forever. Like, one, you know, one body. And then life. she broke her neck doing the show. It was a break. I mean, that was a show that was just going to break people. Right. So, um, but anyway, so then I was, I told my manager, um, I said, you know what? I asked them if they'll, I said, we're, we're shifting up. I think Chad, Chad's going to now be, cause like Chad and I, I feel like we decided it cause he was off stage and I was like, do you want to be Milky Way and I'll be off stage? Like, that's what we should do. And so then when we, they were like, that makes sense. Cause, um, cause you know, in LA, I had to go on for little red because of their child labor laws. Yeah. And so I was like, if you want me to like be able to go on for these other parts, I don't think I can be the cow the rest of the time. Um, and Chad was so good, obviously. But oh so, God, so then when we met, when we went to New York, I told my manager, I'm going to move off stage and I want you to put an out in my contract for going, leaving to do frog and toad a year with frog and toad. She was like, they'll never give that to you. And I said, I think they will because they will never believe I'll actually do it. But then I did because I just, I was young and I had that thing where I would, I wanted to follow my gut and my gut loved the people in frog and toad and the show and all of it. So. And you didn't get to do frog and toad on Broadway because of gypsy. Yes. yes. Because when I was, and this is a good, this is a good kid story. I mean, young. So when I was in minute and when I was in Minneapolis doing frog and toad, um, I, I think, well, I had, yes, I, before I went there or something, I had auditioned for gypsy. I can't remember exactly how this works, but, um, 
my friend Jeremy Rich was working with Jim Carnahan. And I remember I was like, oh, I um I hope that they'll let me come in. Like I could cover June. I could be, you know, whatever. Da, da, da. And he was like, Jim wants to bring you in for June. And I was like, what? No, I can't. What? Oh, I mean, okay, great. That's amazing. But you know, what whatever, I'll play anything. And then um, and so then he said, Yeah, but when you go in, uh be tough because they think that you're too sweet. So I went in trying to be like, whatever, I'm tough. Who cares? I don't care about you guys. Um, and <laughs> which is hilarious because I like knew You're the like, and I was like, hi, but normally I'd be like, hi, but I was like, yeah, what's up? What's up? Um, <laughs> what's up? And so then I had a call back, but they were like, we want to fly you out to London to meet Sam Mendez. And wow. I was in Minneapolis doing a year with Frog and Toad. And we had understudies, but they were sort of like, only if we really need them because it's not that long of a run, you know, like they didn't have costumes made for instance. So, but the wonderful people at the children's theater in Minneapolis, they said, you have to go. This is an amazing opportunity. And they made my understudy costumes. And of course she was amazing and great. And they like drove me to the airport and it was the first anniversary of September 11th. Oh my. So it was like a weird apocalypse movie. Like no one was in the airport. Of course, no one was in the yeah, airport. Who would fly on who September 11th? The first yeah. anniversary, yes. right? So I was like. And who oh. wants to fly to London? It sounds terrifying. No, so I, no, so I but of course, I'm not terrified. I'm just like, I can't believe this is my life. Like, huh, calm down. Like, be excited, even if you don't get it. Like, it's okay. It's okay. Um, but yeah, so I flew. It was like me in coach and maybe a person or two in first class, but there were more flight attendants than passengers. And I remember it was just like, they were like, you can sit anywhere you want. (laughs) If you'd like to lie down and sleep, you may. Can I bring you any, you know, it was just like anything. And so, um, so I flew there and Sam's assistant picked me up, brought me to the place. I auditioned for him. Um, and he, and then he was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, great. And then he said, okay, I'll drive us back to the Donmar warehouse offices. So we get in his car and I'm, and so he and the assistant are in the front. I'm in the back seat with a car seat. And I remember looking at it and thinking, that is for Kate Winslet's baby. That is Kate Winslet's baby's car seat. Like whatever happens, I don't care. This is my life right now. He's driving me. I am next to Kate Winslet's baby's car seat. So then we got back to the office and he was like, I have to make a couple calls. He did. And then he said, I would love for you to be my June. Oh and my God. How thrilling. I would love to be your June. And then um, he's like, do you want to change or something before you go back on the plane? And I was like, I don't remember. I think I did. I think I was like, yeah. And I, but I. You didn't even I, spend a night there? Like you. No, no. So then they drove me back to the airport. I got back on the plane. I flew back to Minneapolis. That time I did sleep on the plane. And um and you and continue doing frog and toad. <laughs> I'm doing frog and toad. No, and then I and I went to go do a frog and toad. And then and I remember Danielle Furland like that night. The or great something. Danielle Furland. God, oh, we love her. She was like, we were like putting on our costumes and she was like, is that tight? And I said, What? She's like, is that kind of tight on you? Like, are you busting out? are you busting out all over? And I was like, Oh, <laughs> June. Is oh, yes. I got it. We, <laughs> we got it. Um, June is busting out all over. So you get to do frog and toad there. You're on the cast album of frog and toad, which is thrilling. 
Yeah. Um, but you didn't we get to did it in an afternoon. We, like, oh my God. It's a it. really good album. It's a really, it's a we, charming show. And we, like stood in a room in Minneapolis and recorded it. That's amazing. So yep. then you have to go back to into the woods, I'm assuming, or do you mm. just, no, you don't go back. No, You're I'm done. gone. No. And then we go to uh frog and toad goes to the new victory off Broadway. Oh, yes. Okay. So you get to do all of that before gypsy. You don't get to do frog and toad on Broadway, which is okay because you got to do it and yeah. you're going to start with Bernadette Peters on Broadway. Um, I love how you start with Bernadette Peters. I'm not sure it was like me, like Bernadette and Kate Reinders, but I don't mind if that's the billing you want to give it. That's the um, billing I'm going to give it because it's like, when you think of gypsy, you go gypsy Louise June, like in that to me. Aww. And then you go. And Tammy name. Blanchard. Oh my Ugh. God. She was so great in that. Oh, um, man. And that was the first time Gypsy was done without the original creative team sort of being very involved, which was, uh, uh, you know, a challenge I'm sure for everybody think, from everything I've heard. Yeah. And I think they got a little, like it was tricky because they wanted to be like, they didn't want to be involved and then they were a little more involved and then, it, you know, and then it got a little fuzzy, but ultimately I think it was great. It was a beautiful production. Tell me about working with Bernadette Peters, which has to be every theater kid. We're the exact same age. Oh, so oh, we yeah, have all yeah. the same set of references. That oh, Lily St. Regis. Can't even yes. stand it. Um, she was everything you hoped for. She was kind to everyone, knew everyone's name, the sweetest, the hardest working, show up to the theater hours before doing her like physical warm-up, her vocal warm-up, her all her things. Um, she would give me her she'd be like, I have these boots that are, I think they just, I don't want them. You know, they're too small or I don't like that. Like, will these fit you? And they're like Prada boots. Oh my God. You're um, like, yes, they fit. yes, yes, I do. Thank you. <laughs> and, um, and she's like, are we still dating that guy? Like what's going on? Um, and, uh, what else can I tell it? Yeah, it was, it was the best. She was the best. And I think too, that was the first time, well, that was my first role. And it was the first time Anybody, because Sam Mendez, you know, he, when you're rehearsing, it was like a master acting class, especially yeah. in the beginning. And, and I'm lucky because Tim Federley says he remembers this. And that's one of the reasons he knew, um, he said, Kate can do like, you know, more drama, like I can do drama. Um, because he had, so he had us do different exercises. And I know that, you know, sometimes they're like, speak the words of the song and don't sing the song and like, whatever there people do that all the time. Yeah. But he would also do this thing where he would have you be in the scene, but he would have the people you're talking about come be sitting next to you. Right. So one day he had me and Tammy, we were doing the, the mom uh, was married scene. The mama was married, the scene into yeah. that. And, um, and he was like, okay, now Bernadette go and sit right between them. And Kate, I want you to say all your stuff to her. And so I, of course, was like, okay, yeah, well, I didn't know what I, and I, of course, you know, mama can do one thing. Mama can make you believe anything she wants you to believe and blah, 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 whatever it was, but I was like screaming in her face and poor Bernadette like starts crying, wow. not terrible, but like tears. Yeah. Know, like, yeah. But it was just like this. Ugh. And, um, and then he's like, okay, great. Let's take a break. And then. And then he came up to me and he said, you're an actress. Oh my God. And I that's swear amazing. that was like the most magical moment of my life because I mean, even if I never acted again, even if I never get hired again, I can still say to myself, Sam said I was an actress. <laughs> once, what? 
an amazing story. Yes, you're an actress. Yes. And of course, this is where we meet Tim Tim Federley. You didn't know him before this, right? Yes. Who nope. was a, a farm boy in the show and understudied, famously and understudied you, Tulsa. He was. And can you remember this? Was he the farm boy who twirled the rope for... Um, this I can't remember. Cow? I do have he a souvenir another cow. Another cow show. Another cow. We'll have to ask Tim. He probably doesn't remember. Um, he, you know, we love, we love the Tim Federley. And I mean, it's amazing that you were, it's a good thing you weren't a bitch to him because it kind of really came back. I mean, this is what we're saying. This world is so small. It's like these people that you meet who are, you're, this is your first principal role. You could have had a very different attitude. Like, oh, whatever, random farm Our boy. Boy. Girl, that jump rope for that cow. Yes. You know. Um, but you know, it's like these things come back. You never know where people are going or what their story is going to be. And it it's pretty incredible. And also you got to work with Brooks for the first time, I'm oh, assuming in that oh show. Gosh. And he Brooke. is the greatest and funniest human on the planet. Um, really is. And the best. And I'm so sure so fun to get to revisit working with him in something rotten, which we'll oh, get to yeah. in a minute. And so I know, you're, and I'd be like, okay, dad. <laughs> your um, next big Broadway show is something I have to touch down on. The 2005 oh. musical Good Vibrations, um, which was a Beach Boy musical and had certainly a lot of excitement coming into Broadway, this sort of young cast of people. And now you're the female lead, like you're the star of that show, as far as I'm concerned. That's all that matters as far as Great. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think went wrong here with this show? I mean, it ran longer than uh, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, but you know, it was it was a tricky show. And I remember thinking that you were so spectacular. Like your voice was like, it was like the clearest, cleanest vocal I'd ever heard on Broadway. And you were like, so exciting to watch. And I was my dear friend Vossi's Broadway debut. And it was oh, I love fun her. to see her in the box scribbling and, and writing out and trying to figure out how to swing the show. But tell me what you sort of remember about uh, trying to put this thing together and it sort of not coming uh, to Broadway in the way you anticipated. Well, I mean... I uh, I might have to plead the fifth a little bit on this. Okay, one. you may. Um, but I can say, you know, it was another instance of also making a new show is way harder than doing a revival, right? Yeah. So, um, which we can we know from every example. But um, I think, yeah, I think, it, and jukebox musicals are tricky when you're trying to make a story around songs that weren't meant to be in a musical and yeah. especially ones that were all for a boy group. And then which ones do you have the girls sing? And so I, yeah, it, uh, I think, did you know this, I can help you with this a little bit. <laughs> did you know at this point how to advocate for yourself a little bit and say like, Oh, this is working or this doesn't work for me, or I can wear this and not this. I, I've talked to so many young performers that have had such a hard time from being a, you know, a young person in this business to starting to have some, you know, agency and having no way to express that. Yeah, no, I didn't do that at all. I still don't do that. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, the fact that I can do that when I go to my fittings now for High School Musical and they're like, well, which one do you like? How do you feel about it? And I still say whatever you guys want. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't like just I mean, I'm like, I'm from theater. They give me the costume. They put the wig on. I just, you know, I'm in control of what I'm in control of. But I everybody else does their thing. But um, yeah, no, I. I tried to do as, as best I could. Um, and there were, you know, there were a couple of times when 
the writers would say to David Larson and me, how do you feel about these lines or the, you know, so we could like give our two cents, like, oh, I think I like it better when we do this, but I definitely was not coming to them with a bunch of notes. Could you feel that um, the audience, what could you, you know, the, the buzz on Broadway was not great, obviously. Could you feel that? And then how do you leave that? So you, you still have to do your show every night, you know? Oh yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I, it's one of the, I guess, I, I don't know, honestly, how I did that, but I think I was just trying to focus on doing my job, right. And not worrying about that other stuff and knowing that it, I could, yeah, I could only do as much as I could do, but yes. Was I aware that it wasn't good? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, sure. sure. Yes. Was I surprised when we got our closing notice? No. Um, but was I, but was I sad because I did, yes, I did feel like there was a potential there that we did not meet or take advantage of. Yeah. That but was then the, of- again, the industry in New York sees you be great in a show, whether it's good or not good. And now you had multiple, you know, you have this opportunity for people to be looking at you in a different way, which I'm sure is what led to, you know, booking Wicked at the height of Wicked, you know, of. I mean, that is always the key too, is that, yes. I mean, any, it goes same for those kids listening, same thing for auditions. Even if you think, oh, I'm not right for this part or I'm never going to get it or something, just use it as an opportunity to practice auditioning, obviously, to figure out more who you are um, and to show people who you are, because that's how I got Frog and Toad, actually. I auditioned for this like vineyard musical that was about the murderer, Susan Smith, drowning her kids in their car. And I was, remember, I was like 21 and looked like I was a baby. And um And, but I was like, okay, she's crazy. So I'm going to sing this Carpenter song and I'm going to sing it like a crazy stalker. So I sang like, I won't last a day without you, like crazy person. (laughs) I mean, it was awful. I was never going to get it. And, um, and yeah, and Cindy Tolan though, then she was like, I mean, clearly didn't get it, but then she's like, I'm doing this uh, workshop of a year with frog and toad. Would you like to play? I mean, I auditioned for the crazy murdering mother and ended up with frog and ended up, ended up being a little frog and a mouse and a bird. So you never know what can come from things. You never know. And so wicked obviously is a huge part of your career and life. You got to, you originated the Chicago company with Anna Gasteyer. And then of course went on to do the role on Broadway and, uh, and people love your Glenda and, you know, you have so many fans from being part of those, you know, two kind of huge productions of wicked. What was your experience sort of, uh, joining this hot, hot show in the first production following the, the Broadway company? Um, I mean, it was a dream come true. I was pinching myself. And also, um, I sort of had to fight to audition for it, which was during Gypsy. And, um, and so I, I did, and I got in and then I got through the point where they just said, okay, well, cause it was just for future Glinda's right. Yeah. So then they were like, we'll keep you in mind for the future. And I didn't know if that was like a, don't call us, we'll call you or what that was. But then sure enough, they called while I was doing good vibrations and while it was, you know, coming to a close and they, um, and they said, we would like you to open the 
the company with Anna Gasteyer in Chicago. And I was like, what? And um, so, yes, it was magical. And what was so great was that we got to make our own company in Chicago. Yeah. So we did get to all rehearse together as a show. Cause then when you go and you plug in and a show that's always running, already running, it's sometimes hard to get those, or it's just, takes longer to get the, um, were you a, were you a big fan of Anna Gasteyer from SNL at that point? I mean, yes. Sweaty balls. I mean, just like the iconic. And I'd also seen her in Kimberly Akimbo. Um, right. With Mary Louise, Mary, Uh, Mary Louise Wilson. Oh no, Kurt. You're right. Yes. Yes. Mary Mary Louise Burke, who was in Jack's mom, Jack's mom and into the woods. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but I remember thinking she was just so good and so fun and, and, um, and yeah. And like one of the, if not one of the smartest people I've ever met. Um, and so she's so great, but yeah, so that was incredible doing it in Chicago dream come true. I remember being up in the bubble waiting for the curtain to go up, you know, when they like lift you up there and you have to wait (laughs) and just thinking, well, I don't know. I don't think it gets better than this. I have the best job ever. I have a great boyfriend. Um, great friends. Uh, like pause, freeze. Like, I don't, you know, (laughs) did you want to do it on Broadway? Did it feel important to you to like originate that Chicago cast, but then also have a shot to doing it in New York? Of course I wanted to do it on Broadway. I mean, I wanted to do it anywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. You're like, I want to do it tonight. It's I mean, the, yeah. The I most mean, fun job. I listen, I might look like old lady Glinda now, but part of me thinks no. I would be much better now because now I'm so much more settled in who I am and what's funny on me. And I think I would, yes, I would just have so much more confidence. I did not have confidence then. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And, and sort of during this wicked time, you, you know, kind of become a little bit more of like this it girl Broadway. And then I guess film and TV auditions start rolling in as they tend to do. Well, actually not, not really actually, uh, I would say it's, well, 
Uh, I started a comedy duo with my best friend, Sarah Litzinger. Who I saw so, play Belle and Beauty and the Beast. It was like, yes. she's remarkably talented she's and a more Belle. big fan, big fan. Um, uh, yeah, no, she, nobody's better than her. Um, but we started, so we met doing nerds at New York stage and film, um, the summer before good vibrations. And, uh, so then she was Belle. She was while she was being Belle and I was Glinda, uh, Jason Egan at Ars Nova asked if we wanted to do a show. And we were like, well, we don't want to do a Broadway night, but cause they had like a Broadway Monday night yeah. or something. And I said, but Sarah and I have written a couple songs. So um, we're a band and uh, we could do our band. Like we could do a show. And so we, our band called Tasty Skank. Tasty Skank, of course. And so then, yeah. So then we, (laughs) so we did that. And then we went to the Aspen Comedy Festival that January and we won the breakout award. And then we got a development deal with Sony. Amazing. And then, uh, but then it was the writer's strike. And so then we had to wait and wait and wait. And it was rough. Um, but so, no, actually, I I did not go to TV. I went to the land of comedy. Um, and it was, it was really tricky and it was bad timing. And, and the feedback we got was that we were too female because oh. we were too early. Girl. It was before, because we were before, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler took over the universe uh-huh. we were before Amy Schumer. We were just before wow. we were too early because this was what, 2008. Yeah. So, yeah. So like, so, um, yeah. The end. Uh, so HBO was like, we have flight of the Concord, so we don't want that. And then, um, comedy central said, mm, we're more male. Like you're too female. We don't. Oh my God. But I does know. that start getting you like those ugly Betty jobs and working with Cherry oh. Shepard on Cherry Show? Well, that positioned that got me a different agent, which got mm-hmm. me a different manager. And then that is the manager who I said, I want to, I want to do TV. So I want to come to LA. So um, will you get me an LA agent? And, and if I must have felt doing TV, these guest star spots and then series regular, you know, it must have felt like, oh, all right, this is the natural next thing for me to do. Well, and I have to say, too, um, I mean, sitcom, which is so hard to find, but that's what Sherry was and that's what work it was. Um, those are I mean, with a live studio audience, it's basically theater. theater. Yeah. And. And it's also um, one of the directors told me once he was like, oh, you you get sitcom because it's musical, like a scene in a sitcom. It has. Yeah. And it has like a downbeat and it has a button. And you just but I also I would just watch everybody because when I was on Sherry, it was I mean, it was like a masterclass and amazing sitcom actors. And um, I mean, Malcolm Jamal Warner. And um, yeah. What's J- Uncle Phil, James Avery, and um, Michael Boatman? I mean, it was just like these people who had sitcom in their veins, you know. And so I just tried to learn from them. But Broadway does come back for you because obviously oh. you are, you know, obviously you do these TV things, but you come back for something rotten and standing by for Amy Schumer, Meteor Shower, and of course Beautiful, which we'll talk about right now. But did did you like? 
want to try to mix this world up so that you could be doing TV and doing theater at night or what was um, the I'd like to say here? I would like to say that yeah I had this big plan but no I really was going anywhere anyone would give me a job and I just really wanted <laughs> you got to got lots of them it, you I know wanted it a job. yes I know it's I mean I yes and I'm so grateful but you know there are always those times in between where um where you don't um but no but something rotten was so amazingly perfect and I was so lucky because um, because I'm good friends with Josh Marquette, who's married to Casey Nicola. And he said, oh, and so he had actually brought Casey with him to like see a taping of Sherry, uh-huh. you know, and um, so he knew I was funny um, or he thinks I'm funny. <laughs> and then he <laughs> but so then. Uh, yeah. So then Josh said, I know you're in L.A. Casey's doing this new show. Um, they need to audit like they're looking for this girl. It, I'm going to send you the script, but tell your agents not to just dismiss it because it says it's going to Seattle, which it is, but it doesn't say anything about Broadway. Don't let them just dismiss it. I'm going to like, I'm going to send it to you. So I told my agents, look out for the script. And they're like, really? Okay. And then I read it and I was like, she's the original tasty skank. I must do it. <laughs> and um, so then they were like, well, do you need to make a tape or what are you doing? But I was currently in Vancouver doing a kid's movie, you know, one of the direct to direct yeah, to yeah. video. video. Yes. Yeah. And so I was doing a kid's movie in Vancouver and one of my best friends live was living in Seattle at the time. And so I was like, um, what if I, when I'm done, I just leave Vancouver. I stop in Seattle. I audition for something rotten while they're having the auditions in Seattle. And so then I can be live in the room and they were like, yeah, okay. And then they were like, here's your like 16 bars over the cut, the audition cut. And I was like, mm, I want to sing the song. So can you send me the whole song? <laughs> and so then they did. Cause Portia used to have, it was like the duet was her solo. Okay. Um, but like the way it worked out is much better. But, uh, but so yeah, it was like the solo where she's like getting drunk and she's talking about Shakespeare and it's great. But so yeah, I like to say I swooped in Seattle. So you're so brilliant in that show. And that show was such Thank a scream you. for the audience. And you you seem to, as much as you don't think so, like you make the smartest decisions about this is what I need. This is what I'm going to do. And you, it sort of led you to all these like brilliant opportunities. Um, you know, especially I think like standing by for Amy Schumer's like, sounds like the coolest, scariest thing in the world. It was the scariest thing. You're right. And she told me, I never miss a show. I'm never going to miss a show. And I was like, good, please don't. And then she got like something to like her doctor was like, you cannot go on. And she called me. She's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then I totally did walk out on stage being like, sorry, audience. <laughs> I mean, not no, really. but, and then of course you get In to my work heart. with Laura Benanti again, which is a scream because she's the greatest ever. No, and um, just understanding her again, like 20 years later. Yeah. It's just uh, pretty yeah, exciting. So you joined the cast of beautiful, but you were not there very long because high school musical called, right. Yep. Is that. Um, which I'm sure was it's like, always what happens because yeah. I loved doing beautiful. I loved Cynthia Weil because I feel like that was the first woman I really got to play. And, it, and also beautiful is more, I felt it was more of a play with music. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I loved, I love beautiful. I would have how did her- How did Tim contact you and say, I've written this thing. How did, <laughs> how did it, how did, how did we go oh, yeah. from this I know, to this? People, I know people think that he wrote it for me. Uh, I wish I could say that were true. My understanding though, 
<laughs> which maybe is wrong. But my understanding is that early on, Josh and Casey maybe like suggested me and he was like, no, no, like we're going a different way or we're going, you know, we're going a name or we're going something, whatever. So then I'm lucky because Julie Ashton, who is the casting director, I knew her from auditioning for a bunch of her sitcoms and stuff and actually never getting anything, but like always getting close. And she was always so nice. And, um, and she, she told me later that she got it and she was like, well, this is Kate Reinders. But so it was Julie who sent me the normal audition, like a normal person, uh, with make a self tape. And I was in beautiful at the time. And so I, but I remember reading it, but it was like, Miss Jen, ages like 25 to 45, any ethnicity, like could be, da, 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 could be anyone. I know, right, really. And then it was like, and all this stuff, but this is who she is. And I was like, well, it's me. I mean, it's, it's me, but it might not be me, but yeah. it, it, I mean, I know who she is. And then, um, and then I went to my friend, Deborah Abramson's like on a, on a Sunday or, or on a Monday. I don't remember, but like, you know, I went to her house and she helped me make the tape and, um, and we sent it in and then Julie Ashton called me and she's like, okay, they love your tape, but this is Disney plus. And so it, they want it to be like edgier. And so they want it to be maybe more like indie movie. So just like do it a little more, just like a little more edgy. So, but the send it again. So I was like, okay. So then Deborah helped me make another one. Amazing. And then, uh, and then we sent Have, it in. Do you heard from Tim at all yet about this? No, I okay. haven't heard from Tim. No, no, okay. no. And Damn. totally going about it. Totally, <laughs> totally like normal actor person, no faves, favors of these. And then, um, and then I guess what, oh, and what I heard later was that, so Tim started the show with a partner, Oliver Goldstick, and he apparently was the one who saw my tape and he said, Tim, I like this girl. And then Tim said, I've known her for 20 years. I'm so sorry. then, so then I did fly. So then they flew me out to test for all the powers that be at Disney. And, um, and then, yeah. And then I did chat with Tim because, you know, you meet with them beforehand. Um, but he did say, he was like, you do one of your special skills. I know you play all these instruments. I know you do these things like doing your special skills. And I said, oh, well, like my violin isn't, I don't need, like it's in California. I, I don't have a, but but Deborah had a flute. So she's like, you can borrow my flute. So I was like, Tim, I'll bring in a flute and I'll figure something. He's like, I trust you. Just do it. Just do it. So is this too long and boring? No, I'm like obsessed with this. So then I go. And of course it's like the day before I start rehearsals for, for, um, beautiful. And of course they have like 10 days of rehearsal for beautiful. Yeah. And, but so I fly to LA I, so I go in, oh, and they told me in the prep too, they were like, do scene one, like your first tape, do scene two, like your second tape and, you know, like alternate. So I was like, got it, got it. And then, um, so then I had to sing, right? So I sang these dreams go on when I close my eyes. And then, oh, I had walked in with like a bag. Right. And I put it down yeah. in front and I saw it. So then when I got to the bridge of these dreams, no. I just walked over to the bag pulled out the flute and I was like, there's something out there. I can't resist. And then I went to, with my flute, do, 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 do. And then I went, do, 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 do. We're all in this together. I'm dying. And, um, 
And that was all I did. And I mean, if that doesn't get you the part, I don't know what would. Well, it just shows them that you're willing to do anything. Am I right? And, um, and you are. <laughs> I absolutely am. But so then, then it took them like two months before I actually got it. And my agents kept telling me it's not dead yet. It's not dead yet. I was like, guys, it's been a month. Guys, it's been six weeks. Guys, it's fine. I'm doing beautiful and I love it. It's great. It's fine. And then, um, and then it ended up being me. Was there a moment that you were like, oh, this is going to be a big deal? Or did you feel that from the start? Oh, well, yeah, no, I felt, well, I felt from the start that the kids were going to be big deals. Yeah. Whether or not the show was, but it was also, it was like Disney plus was launching. Right. And as we were starting too, they were like, we want the show to be like PG 13 way, maybe more PG. Well, maybe more, you know, so, so they were, cause you know, all shows, they find it in the beginning. So they were finding it. Um, they were finding Disney plus. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was just, again, just so excited. happy to be there. Happy to be there. Loving every moment. You are um, so wonderful on the show and you manage to be everything the audience wants as like the leader for these kids. You know, like we feel the drama teacher that you, you know, we feel it. Um, it's like the drama teacher we wanted that we didn't get. A lot of us did not get. And so there is such like a warmness about her. I mean, it, it is like the Maria Von Trapp for lack of a better term. And thank you. Uh, I've always wanted to play her. Oh my God. School, but you know what I mean? mean? Senior year. Hello. But, um, I'm sure it feels like it's a big job, you know, to sort of be that adult, you know, sort of uh, tentpole, like in the middle of all this craziness of all these teenagers. And that must just feel like, you know, it's a lot of work to balance. You're definitely the right person to do it. But yeah. is it is it tricky to be like the adult around all these, especially when you started and they were so young and now, you know, everyone's kind of doing their own thing and they're all oh, yeah. their own version of superstars. Yeah, they can give me advice. I mean, <laughs> that I, would, I don't need because I'm never going to be doing what they're doing. Like when you perform for thousands of people, people. in a concert, I'll be like, yes. yeah, what? Um, yeah, no, I honestly, when I first started, I think at, at first it was just the thing of like, and for Tim too, we we were like, wait, wait a minute. Just, wasn't it just yesterday we were the young ones? And then we realized if we had had a baby while we were doing Gypsy, it could be Olivia. Like we are, we You're could old. be, yeah, we're old. We're, <laughs> we're old. Not old. And no, no, but you know what I mean? But at yeah, the yeah. time I was the older person and Mark St. Cyr is younger than me by five years or, so, or, uh -huh. or something. So it was, shh, shh, no, he's not. No, he's not. Miss Jen, no, he's not. Miss Jen's really young. But um, yeah, so it was, so there, there was that, but I think it was great too, because I realized yeah, we are the older ones. And you know what? I love it. I love being a person they can come to and tell anything to because I am not in competition with them. I love them no matter nice. what. I completely support them. There's no judgment here. You know, I can give them examples of mistakes I've made, but I'm not going to tell them what to do. And, um, and honestly, too, like, their lives, like we were saying, it's so crazy. Cause it's like, yeah, you're going through a breakup, but like millions of people, people know about it. Um, it must be really thrilling to see someone like Julia make her Broadway debut and in into the woods, a show that you were in and a role you played like that must be so cool. Cause it's like the parental part of this job of seeing these kids do things, yeah. especially things that you've been so successful at on Broadway. Oh, 
I honestly, I don't even, I no, uh, I didn't even really think about the, the into the woods, the same, the thing that it wasn't my part. Right. But, yeah. um, no, I think more so it's, first of all, it's always exciting when you see the cream rise to the top, right. When yeah. you're like this person, cause when I met Julia, I realized instantly. And I told her, we went to see a, we went to see a, an American in Paris at like the Hale theater, like the uh-huh. here. And, um, and I told her, you can like, I know, I see it. You can sing anything. You can dance anything. And you're an amazing actress. Like, what do you, well, I don't know what you want to do, but you can do anything. And so it's so exciting seeing that, seeing the world see that too, you know? Yeah. And, and Olivia, and of course I'm like, am I biased? I don't think so. I think I'm right. Um, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. All of them. Um, but yeah. And, and also I take such pride, like, I'm so happy because they haven't changed. Like they haven't become a-holes. Yeah. Good. You would understand if they would, but I think that's, you know, from the, from day one too, Tim was like, you want longevity in this business? Like be a pleasure to work with. And, yeah. and he is, he is such a great leader for that because he exactly. works so hard and cares so much about also, you, but also every kid in that show. It's like, they're oh, his kids. Yeah. No, absolutely. His kids. And he and I were like, he's just as concerned with their emotional well-being as with anything. Right. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, he'd be like, uh, okay, what can I do to help? Like you're having a bad day about this thing. He's not like do the scene and do it now. He's, yeah. he's like, how can I help you? And and of course, too, he's worried. I mean, this this world for kids that age is so different than anything that has ever been before. Yeah, this level of stardom is, is so, like, so wild. Yeah, yeah, like it's still high school. They're still having the same kind of like high school drama yeah. that we did. But now the world knows or they think they know. Yeah. And they all want to say something about it. Um, I know we have to get to quick fire questions and wrap up, but I have two more Miss sure. Jen things that I want to hit so much about this character is that she was not able to live out her Broadway dream and it didn't work that way for her. And so now Mm -hmm. she's teaching as like a, you know, settling for this other life. You have not had that experience. I mean, you really got to do the Broadway thing and do it in a huge way. So you don't have that same connection. How do you find a woman who quite was not able to make it happen and make us believe that this is the truth. And I believe so much of her. I mean, you have really figured this out when <laughs> she is singing these songs to like loop them together at a cast read through. I like cry laughing <laughs> because I know that woman too, but you're not really her. So where does she come from? Because now, you, you well, know you got to do it. Well, listen, I mean, everybody can connect with the feeling of not, um, reaching their potential or what they dreamed of their potential being. Right. So it's not like, it's not like all my dreams, my Broadway dreams came true, but at the same time, I think as you get older, you realize that yes, like dreams change or whatever you thought they would be. Maybe real life is actually better than that. Um, So I think that's the thing that I can totally um, relate to her with is that I never imagined that I would be, basically like the mom on, on a TV show, right. Like that would be like the best role ever. The one where I'm, where I'm the older person with the kids who are whatever, where it's not about me and it's all about them. And like, and I love, and the thing is, that's my favorite thing I've ever done. And I think Miss Jen has the same thing where she wanted to be the star. And then now with the kids, she's realizing just guiding them is so much more fulfilling than it, than it being about her. And you have a, 
a son who's kind of growing up around this. What is it like for him to watch his mom on TV, on Disney, and for you to be a Disney family, you know, officially? Uh, well, he definitely doesn't care that I'm on it. He, when we watch it, he'll like watch a little bit and then he'll be like, um, I want Frankie and Joe to come over. Can you text them? I'll be like, <laughs> yes, yes, I can text them. Or we just said to him the other night, what, uh, have you thought about like maybe what you want to be when you grow up? And he's like, well, I want to be a construction worker. We're like, great. Got it. And he's like, and I want to, I want to be a dad and be married to Olivia. And we were like, yeah, yeah, we hope that works out. Um, no, he, he doesn't care, but they all love him. And they've all, I mean, he, we started here when he was 18 months old. I mean, that is a baby. That is a baby with a diaper and a pacifier. And now he's five. And so I can't, I know. And they didn't see him last season and they really didn't see him during COVID. So I can't wait for them to see him now. And they're, Oh my God. How, so you're about to start shooting uh, the fourth season and um, what do you hope happens this season for you? I mean, do you know where we're going or are you waiting for scripts as they come in? I never know where we're going. They never tell me, they never tell us. They uh, no, they literally, we get the scripts like a couple days before the table read. Um, So I've read the first script because Great. we're starting that on Tuesday. Starting it on um, Tuesday. But it looks like it's going to be really good. Oh, it's always really good. How is no, this experience? No, I mean, like, even better. Yeah. I mean, even like, better. Yes. I mean, like, no no holds barred or what's the same? Yeah, we're going to get, for season four, you're going all out. It's, yeah. it's happening. Um, how has this experience changed you? I mean, to be on a show for four years that so many young people watch, and I'm sure you get noticed in, and also you are in Salt Lake. And so you're kind of very famous everywhere you go, I imagine. No, um, I am not famous. You are I mean, famous. I listen, no, but I do. I mean, I do have a cul-de-sac of, of friends and we have like 11 children that live in this cul-de-sac. No, I am not famous. I am a Utah mom here. And now you're just and, a Salt Lake mom. And who would have like, and who would have thought that I would like it? But I do. I love it. I mean, this is the best thing ever because it's so, I think it's so good for Luke to be here and I get to do my favorite job ever. So I mean, what a dream. I know. Kate, you're, you're incredible. Um, all right. We have to do a quick fire questions and I have to let you go be a mom. Okay. What was your first audition song? Oh, um, my first audition song was, uh, the song from music man. Um, Good night, my someone. Good night, my someone. Good. All right. First Broadway show you saw? I think it might have been Lame Is. Yes. Wait, the tour or on Broadway? I mean, I'll take either. You've probably. Well, the tour, like the first show I saw that toured through Grand Rapids, Michigan when I was like 12, that was the Buddy Holly story, which I loved. Oh and then in New York, I saw, I came to, and I saw like Miss Saigon, Phantom of the Opera, and Les Mis. I don't remember which was first. What a trip. What a trip. Um, I did watch like, TV for a whole year so I could go on that trip. Was that like the, the deal? Leverage? That was the deal with my parents. I'm going to call your parents as soon as my dad was just like, if you don't watch TV for a year, you can go on a trip anywhere. And my brother went whitewater rafting with him and I went to New York with my mom. Amazing. Um, (laughs) All right. When was the last time you listened to the gypsy cast recording? The one that I'm on? Yeah. Give it a a listen today. It's very very good. It's very good. I'll play it for Luke and be like, that's funny. Yes, please do. Um, What was the last Broadway show you saw? 
Oh, what did I see last? It might have been Mean Girls with Christina Alabado being oh brilliant. God, we love Christina. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I want blank movie to be a musical. Oh, I want, I have a few. I want There's Something About Mary. Now mm-hmm. I'm too old. I want Adventures in Babysitting. Now also too old. Um, that's it for now. Okay. There's something else um, that I can go. <laughs> tell us one thing about singing popular on the TV show Jeopardy. I was terrified. I couldn't because it started with a bump, bump, bump. And you're like, what? What? What key are we in? What? What is it? And the lights were on in the audience at Radio City. And I was terrified, shaking, but it was amazing. It's really fun watching on YouTube. Actually, I'll put it on the uh, little me Instagram, um, unless you don't want me to. Um, But you look so cute and you're having so much fun. Okay. Um, Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Best stage door gift? Always flowers. Bernadette Peters is blank. The best. Do you have a secret talent? No. Well, you play the flute. I mean, like, <laughs> now, I guess people don't. <laughs> oh, know sure. I don't know. Um, <laughs> do you do any impressions? Um, I do. Yeah, I do really bad ones of my friends or of my husband that does. It's not how he talks at all. But, you know, when you're like, and then he said this. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> um, who is your favorite Muppet? Kermit. If you can go back in time. He's, he's John Cariani. He's also in my office somewhere. Um, uh, if you can go back and see any Broadway show, any year, any time, what show would it be? <gasps> oh. I think it would be Sunday in the Park with George a Ridge. Well, luckily you can watch that on DVD, VHS, and on YouTube. You're right. So I know, and I've always been meaning to, and I never. Oh, you never watched it? Oh no! Stop it! It's gorgeous. It's so well filmed. I can't. Has Bernadette? Has Danielle? I mean, come on! It's so good. Uh, Danielle's not in the video. She's too old. She was too old by the time they filmed it. Sorry, but she's in the Into the Woods video. Well, then I need to go back in time and see it for real. Okay. Um, all right. What is the number one question you get from high school musical fans? Um, uh, what do you, what do you, maybe it's like, yeah. Do you have any audition tips or do you have any, yeah. Audit like performance tips or something. Um, what is your favorite song to sing when nobody is home? I'm sure you're never alone, but if you are. Um, <laughs> uh, I like to sing from Greece and, uh, I like to sing the Rizzo song. Great. Um, what show would get you to come back to Broadway? Uh, it really, it really anything pretty Great. much. We're sending it out to the universe. She's available for anything. I'm, available. I'm excited. Um, what do you want on your bagel? Oh, I want cream cheese. But what I want an miss? everything bagel. An everything bagel. What do you miss about New York? Probably an everything bagel. Mm-hmm. No, and I miss my friends. Um, what movie can you watch over and over again? The Holiday. Great. Would you ever let your son be a performer if he was interested? He can do whatever he wants as I long as he's not it. an a-hole. <laughs> um, and what is your advice for young performers? It would be... It's the hardest thing to do, but if you can try to figure out who you really are and hold on to that and don't just try to be who everybody, who you think everybody wants you to be, um, that's the best thing to bring yourself to everything you do. 
Kate Reinders, tell the people where they can follow you to see what's up. Um, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at, at Kate Reinders, and I'm trying to post more, but I'm a mom. And you're busy and you're busy and you're a superstar. I mean, I'm a mom. I know, but people like to see what's up. Um, You are so wonderful on High School Musical. I had a million more questions we didn't get to, but the people love you. You do like, no, it's okay. You had such great stories. You do such a killer job on that show and we love watching you and you make like adults like me have the greatest time watching these teenagers live out their dreams because (laughs) we kind of see it through your eyes and uh, you make it so fun for the parents of the kids that are watching the show. And uh, we are so excited excited for all the things you've done and all the things you will do. And uh, thank you so much time for your time for the little me podcast. We know you're busy and uh, you're a mom and it's early in Salt Lake. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you listeners. This podcast is produced by Alan Seals, Dory Berenstein and the Broadway podcast network and edited by Derek Gunther. For more information on the little me podcast, go to bpn.fm slash little me. And follow me on Instagram at Mark Tuminelli or on Twitter at That Tuminelli. And for more information on workshops, classes, and everything Broadway Workshop, go to broadwayworkshop.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.